This is the American Association of Orthodontists, the Business of Orthodontics podcast, episode nine. Welcome. I'm Pam Paladin. Kevin Dillard is my guest today. He is the AAO's general counsel. We'll be discussing a subject that's close to my heart, advertising. And specifically, we'll be focusing on ethics in advertising. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. You're welcome, Pam. Kevin, the AAO's Principles of Ethics and Code of Professional Conduct has a whole section that's devoted to public statements and promotional activities. So is it safe to say that this encompasses advertising? It, it absolutely does, and I'm actually glad that you made that distinction because I think in today's world we have to define what advertising is. Um, maybe the baby boom generation would think immediately advertising is a 30-second ad on TV or a print ad in a newspaper when, in fact, advertising is any public pronouncement made to further or to, made to promote your practice anywhere. So that could include web ads. It could include social media posts. A lot of people probably wouldn't think that a Facebook post meant to publicize your practice as an ad, but it is. So let's let's talk about ethics then. Is is it is it indeed ethical for orthodontists to advertise, whether it's paid or or unpaid? Absolutely, absolutely ethical to advertise, as long as you do it in an ethical and legal way. And that's where it gets a little that's where it gets tricky. <laughs> sticky sometimes. So let's talk about what things members can say when they're advertising. For mm-hmm. example, if an AAO member wants to do an ad, can they say that they are a member of the American Association of Orthodontists? If they are, in fact, a member, they absolutely can. And the rule of thumb is if what you are saying is true and demonstrably true and you can be proven to be true, it's generally okay and legal and ethical to say it in an advertisement. So, yes, if you're an AO member, you can say that you're an AO member. What other kinds of things are okay to say in advertising? So I would assume maybe credentials or if you're board certified by the ABO, you know, Absolutely. what other kinds of things? All of that. Well, it, it might be helpful to, to think of it also in terms of who can get you if you say something wrong or, or unethical. There are... Generally, for orthodontists, for AO members, there are going to be three bodies of folks who are going to be looking at your advertisements if they come into question. It, one, of course, would be the AO. If there's a complaint, an ethics complaint made about your advertisements, uh, the AO has its own ethics review process that it is set up to be fair to the members in, in, a, in a fair adjudication process. The ADA has a similar, if you're a member of the ADA, you're going to have an ethics review at the state level. And then, of course, probably the most onerous and the thing that, that people are probably most afraid of is a state dental board that may have a regulation that the AAO or the ADA isn't particularly looking at or in tune to. And then also, of course, if, if, you, if, if you advertise falsely or, or say something that is damaging or defamatory to somebody, you're also at peril of, of facing a lawsuit from a fellow practitioner that you may defame or patients who may feel misled and and have damage because of that misleading statement. Is there danger that someone could jeopardize their license to practice in the state? Oh, without question. As a matter of fact, it's happened before. I don't have concrete examples in, in front of me, but it is not rare to have advertising that is so egregious that, that claims superiority or claims a process or results that are simply not achievable and it's harmed the public. And if it's harmed the public, it is uh, not without precedent for a state dental board to revoke a license or to reprimand, seriously reprimand a practitioner for, for such statements. Yeah, very interesting. Now, with the advent of uh, so much uh, online 
advertising. I've noticed uh, orthodontists who are advertising, and not and, and non-orthodontists as well, who are advertising fees. Is that mm-hmm. an ethical thing to advertise? As long as it's accurate, and as long as the fees that you are advertising are are correct, and that all associated expenses are going to be included in that, so that you're not pulling the wool over the eyes of the public, so to speak. So, I mean, you can't you can't make it look like it's going to be cheaper than it really is. But if you say any anybody who walks in my door, I'm going to treat for twenty five hundred dollars. Period. End of story. Um, if in fact nobody exceeds $2,500, including any applicable taxes, any fees, any uh, modeling fees, any retention fees, anything like that. That's that's true. But if there are other fees, if it's $2,500 in addition to a $100 exam fee, in addition to $500 lab fees, I have to disclose that as well. One thing it is important to understand is that the Supreme Court and Congress over and over and over have said that price advertising is sacrosanct. You can't in that that pervades all industries. It, it trans, any industry can advertise price as long as they are advertising it in a not misleading fashion. And the purpose of the public policy purpose of that is might be obvious, which is to promote competition. Uh, if you advertise your price, it is promoting competition. If the practitioner across the street from you puts up a billboard and says, whatever doctor across the street is quoting you, I'll treat for 10% less. If that's true, it promotes competition. It might be, you, you might consider it uh, not classy. You might consider it uh, something less than, than upholding the highest standards of the industry, but it, there's nothing anybody can do about that. It's price advertising, and they can do it. What kinds of actions, Kevin, or statements would be deemed unethical when it comes to advertising? Unethical would be, uh, again, it would be anything untrue, for, for sure, that can be demonstrably, demonstrably proven untrue. Uh, claims of superiority that can't be backed up would be unethical, potentially illegal, and in violation of a state dental board action uh, or pronouncement. Anything that is going to mislead the public, substantially mislead the public, and, and create maybe a false sense of superiority. So th- there's a large universe, I suppose, of things that would be un- unethical and illegal to say, and it all boils down to the fact that if what you're saying is untrue, or you can't prove it to be true, then you probably shouldn't say it. What if it's couched as, this is my opinion? Depends. There's a large gray area there. Uh, you, can, you can state it as your opinion, but there, there's a limit to that because all advertisements, the, the public understands the advertisement is your opinion. But also if you state it in such a way that it could be a, a verifiable fact that's just not true, it, it doesn't matter if it's your opinion or not, it's not true. There may be people who have promoted particular brands of orthodontic mm-hmm. appliances as being superior to others. So that probably would be something they'd want to avoid. Uh, it could be. It, it, again, it, it boils back down to to whether it can be proven clinically to be true and exactly what's said. I mean, some things uh, it gets touchy. I mean, some, some manufacturers can say whatever the claim might be, as long as they can scientifically show that that in, is in fact the case, it can be advertised as such. So what if an AAO member becomes aware of misrepresentations in someone else's advertising? Is there an obligation uh, to report that to proper authorities, a state dental board, uh, the AAO, if everyone is members? What, what should be done, if anything? Well, it's up, to the, it's up to the member. I think in most cases there's probably not, I would call it an obligation, 
uh, you probably could ask the state dental board or the AAO or the state uh, dental association or whoever whoever the, the, the association might be that would be relevant to the advertising to review it and see if it is see if it is uh, ethical. I suppose there could be some circumstances in which the advertising would be so egregious and would actually present a harm to the public that you may have an obligation, but I don't think, you know, since the advertisements are in the public realm, nobody's going to hold you accountable if you don't take action because there are enough other people who could. Kevin, puffery is a term that I've heard you use from time to time. Could you explain what puffery is and its relationship to advertising by orthodontists? Puffery is is a statement that is made that is um, that, that conflates reality that makes a claim that nobody really seriously thinks is is true. For instance, we have um, a car dealer here in the greater St. Louis area that, that calls themselves the luxury car center of the universe. Uh, and everybody who hears that obviously knows that they are not claiming superiority over every other single luxury car dealer in the universe. It's a, it's a funny tagline, and it, it gets them notoriety. I mean, people remember it. Puffery would be something that is a claim that would otherwise seem to be a fact, but you really can't prove it. For instance, if I set up a, a, a legal practice and I say, I'm, I'm the best lawyer in town, well, you really can't quantify what best is. Am I, you know, is, is, do I have the best waiting room? Do I have the best wait times? Do I have the best location? Do I get the best results? You know, what, do I have the best staff? Any number of things could go into best. Nobody really thinks that I'm saying that um, as kind of anti-logical as this sounds, nobody really thinks that I'm claiming that I'm better than everybody else. Now, that said, there is a fine line there between puffery and actual comparative advertising. If I say that I am the best lawyer in town at wills and trusts or whatever the case may be, that's one thing. That's probably puffery. Now, some states may say I shouldn't advertise that way, but I mean, that's probably puffery in most states. However, if I said I'm better than the lawyer across the street, now that is a direct comparison to somebody else that can be proven in some quantifiable way, true or false. Now, if it's true, I'm okay. If it's false, I'm going to be sued for defamation, commercial defamation, in, in, in false uh, advertising. So that's sort of the difference. There's a large gray area. There's a lot of folks that turning complaints or, or probably don't understand that people can make a lot of claims as long as it is, as long as it is considered puffery. Again, a, a fact that really can't be proven true or false. It's just a, a statement of opinion that's, that nobody really intends to mislead the public with. Kind of reminds me of a campaign years ago that I remember for, for butter. And mm -hmm. butter used to uh, refer to brand X, meaning margarine, and talking about why butter is better. So we're getting into comparatives there. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it just seems like it can be kind of a slippery slope, so maybe something better not to do at all than yeah. to test it the is. waters. Well, and, and you know, a, a recent case, and you get into uh, what's called Lanham Act, false, uh, Lanham False Claims Act. It's a, a law that governs what is true advertising or what is false advertising, what isn't false advertising. And one of the, the claims, much like the, the butter is better issue, was Papa John's Pizza. Uh, they had a slogan that better ingredients, better pizza. But they didn't stop there. They went in and, and they talked about how their tomatoes are harvested in a better way and they actually have better tomatoes for the better sauce. Well, Pizza Hut, a couple of other big pizza chains sued them for uh, false claims. They said that it's not 
uh, you're actually now getting into direct comparisons. You're claiming that your pizza is better than ours. And it make a long story short, it, it's a cautionary tale. What would otherwise seem to be a puffery claim, better ingredients, better pizza, actually landed in a multi-million dollar lawsuit. But kind of along the same lines, Kevin, I know I've chatted with members over the years who um, have competition in town from people who uh, provide orthodontic services who are not orthodontists, and maybe they want to advertise that that uh, so-and-so in town is, is, is not an orthodontist. Um, it just seems to me that's kind of a dangerous tack to, to take. Yeah. Well, if you advertise, you know, the, the general dentist across the street is not an orthodontist, uh, it, it's a true claim. Uh, you know, if they are in fact not an orthodontist, but it's it's negative advertising, and and you probably would draw negative attention to yourself. I would think if you made that kind of claim. I think that's right. You know, we did some consumer research a couple of years ago and tested some uh, messaging, potential messaging for AAO uh, commercials and advertising, and uh, by and large, the public did not care for any kinds of negative advertising. They really want you to take the high road, especially with orthodontists. You're, you're kind of elevated and, and mm-hmm. uh, people expect the best of you and, and, and uh, that's exactly what the consumers told us. For members, Kevin, who would like to read a really fascinating reading, I think, The Principles of Ethics and Code of Professional Conduct of the American Association of Orthodontists, uh, that document is online. Uh, how mm-hmm. can people find it? It's on the AO's main homepage, the aoinfo.org. You can go down to the very bottom of the page, and you'll find it under the governance link, and uh, you'll find that's it's the Principles of Ethics and Code of Professional Conduct of the American Association of Orthodontists. Very good. Uh, And I'll put in just a little plug for all of the AAO materials that uh, advertising and marketing materials we offer members. There are print ads, web, banner ads, TV, and radio commercials. And these items have all been vetted. They're available for members to use to promote themselves and their practices. Uh, According to our guidelines, these items must be used unaltered. Uh, except for the addition of some customization items. Uh, Kevin, can you explain what those items are? Sure. Okay. And this, this goes back to uh, our, our work with trademarking and the registration of the, the tagline and the material. This is very important for AO members to only alter those ads with their name, their photo, uh, the practice name. And, and here's an important point here is that all members of the practice must be AO members in order to, be, to use our advertising use the AO's advertising that's because the AAO logo is on these materials that's because the AAO logo is on these materials and there's a licensing agreement that you agree to when you download the materials from the internet that that binds you to um, this usage and the limited usage of the AAO's taglines and and trademark material uh, registered material I should say and if you're not an AO member, you obviously can't agree to that. So it's a protection of the AO's intellectual property. Uh, you can put office address, office phone number, fax number, email address, website address, practice logo, QR code, something which is more popular nowadays, services offered, and even appliance brands. Uh, you know, I would say that's quite liberal. It is. Uh, when I first started working here in 1996, members were not even allowed to use the AO <laughs> member logo in advertising. 
So we've come a long way. The marketing materials can be found on the member website, that's aaoinfo.org, under the Practice Management tab, and the section is called Market Your Practice. Access to these materials is part of your AAO member benefits package, so no additional charge to use these. And the guidelines that Kevin was, uh, was speaking to uh, regarding customization are in the Market Your Practice section under a link that says How to Customize. For any kinds of questions about marketing materials, you can contact your staff in the AAO Marketing Department, including me and Bert Bollinger and Linda Gladden. And Kevin, just kind of a recap, uh, be truthful in advertising. Uh, what other kinds of nuggets can you offer? Uh, be circumspect when you post on online media. Uh, even posting things to things like Instagram, Twitter. Just remember that everything that you say that is meant for public consumption is a reflection on your practice and on your reputation, and it can be considered an advertisement. And even though you might think Twitter is or, or a Facebook post is just your own personal opinion, if you say something to promote your own practice or disparage, for lack of a better term, somebody else, it is um, your public statement. It's an advertisement and, and can be acted upon by, by others. Very good. That's Kevin Dillard, who is the AAO's general counsel. Kevin, thank you for sharing your advice and insights on ethics and advertising with our audience. So that's a wrap. Episode 9 of the AAO's The Business of Orthodontics podcast. Join us for future podcasts as AAO experts explore questions and issues that are important to you in your orthodontic practice. If you have subject areas you'd like addressed on a future podcast, please email those to info at aaortho.org or call 800-424-2841. This is Pam Paladin. Thanks for listening to the Business of Orthodontics podcast, episode 9. <laughs>